welcome to the stupendously stupid podcast. My name is Dylan Rail, and my guest today is Jacob Nixon. Go ahead. <laughs> you can introduce it if you want. What format do you have? What do you mean, what format? What's your I don't podcast read. called? I hate you. The mildly frustrating podcast. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll do it. Are we uh, are we rolling? Yeah. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Mildly Frustrating Podcast. I'm your host, Jacob, and my guest today is Dylan, who is... The host? The host (laughs) of the very popular Mildly Frustrating Podcast. (laughs) Uh, Dylan, welcome to the the show. You need to mind your business and find your place in this world. Well, my place is as host of the Mildly Frustrating Podcast. Now, Dylan, as the host of the Mildly Frustrating Podcast... (laughs) <laughs> what do you find frustrating about this podcast about this podcast the fact that you're on it is number one very frustrating really? because i'm the host but you're also the host well if i think about last week i want to say that you're coming at apple pretty hard and, uh yeah and i'm kind of an apple diehard fan and i don't know if alan would appreciate it. he's very samsung oriented and android oriented but i think even he would be pretty upset with the way you came at apple are we talking about asher allen because i don't know i don't know who that is asher allen the uh cornerback from the minnesota vikings yeah i don't know who that is who retired a long time ago why would i know who that is if he retired uh, well i mean he was he was a pretty impressive player you've already lost me all right well <laughs> uh anywho <laughs> I appreciate you hosting this podcast, even though I'm the host of this podcast. Uh, no problem, man. Um, it's my pleasure to host this podcast, Mr. Host. Thank you. I appreciate you letting, allowing me to host this podcast. Well, you host. are appreciated. So, uh... <laughs> Well, it's nice to have you on and have me on, to be quite frank with well, you. Well, it's nice to have us both on. You know? <laughs> Honestly, it's refreshing. So what did we talk about last time? We talked about uh... the phones. We talked about... The the the, the 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 sports mm-hmm. many of the sports is, fantasy sports yeah we talked about Jaina okay. <laughs> all right well so, I feel like that's a very uh, we talked about Jaina sketchy subject <laughs> uh, um, so we talked about fantasy football fantasy basketball our draft that we had our fantasy women yes but that was probably <laughs> cut out it's a different sport yeah <laughs> um, one that we all lose. <laughs> There's no winners here. Yeah. So kind of getting into the more, I guess, technically frustrating. So we didn't get very frustrated last episode. We were very passive about things. I was. Your voice, <laughs> for one. Wow, that hurts. I mean, I'm frustrated with the same thing. <laughs> I you were crying after. I don't I... express it a lot. Yeah. I have a lot of nightmares about it. We've been following this uh, theme of refreshing. Who has? I, I think... Well, me, as the host. <laughs> Thank you for hosting, by the way. No, no problem. Thank you for hosting. Um, anywho, uh, yeah, refreshing. And I think your voice is very refreshing. Uh, let's let's move on with the show. As the host, I have to keep things going. But now I'm going to move over to my, my host, Dylan, and you take it away. <laughs> so you're going to move on by moving it to your other host. By moving it and uh, delegating. Oh, Here you go. fair enough. Go ahead. <laughs> Here you go. I'm done. <laughs> okay, so maybe a little bit more outwardly frustrating this this here this here second round of podcasting. <laughs> so we're gonna talk maybe a little bit about video games just here to start with. Um 
there's been kind of a polarizing opinion about this game. Um, it is not a sequel, but one of a long line of series of video games. There's been there's been four games. Uh, there's been two two games in the series that aren't technically one, two, three, or four. There's been a mobile game that's pretty popular. Uh, you probably don't have anything I'm know about. It's an online exclusive. You're only allowed to play it online. Uh, I have no idea what you're talking. about. Fallout seventy six. Fallout. Okay. Right. <laughs> Are you? Have you played it yet? Uh, I haven't, but I have a lot of friends that that have played it. Okay. What have you heard about it? Um, I mean, even though there are a lot of things about the game that are very, very wrong, uh, from what I've heard, it's a lot of fun to play. Uh, I think that the who biggest, have you heard this from? Uh, one of the friends, one of my friends that I actually work with. They're lying uh, to you. They actually said that it's it's actually a lot of fun to play with. When was uh, this? I mean, even before the update came out where they added um, AI, I guess. Mm, they added little things. The NPCs are delayed. Yeah. Um, but again, like I, I've heard that it's it's actually it's it's fun. It's not. Um, again, that's that's exactly what I told. I told my friend when uh, when he said I should play it. It's the fact that I honestly didn't believe him. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm not gonna waste because at, at that time it was still I think sixty dollars. Mm-hmm. Now it's probably you know thirteen. Yeah, it's pretty cheap. Uh, but yeah, I I'm not I'm not gonna waste that kind of money on a game that feels empty. Have you played any of the other Fallout's? Uh, I played Fallout Four. Fallout Did you like 4 it? Was was good. I don't think I finished the story. Wow, but it was a lot of fun to play. Uh, the main reason great. the main reason I didn't finish the game was because I just borrowed my brother's disc. I got you, uh, and he wanted it back. Uh, gotcha. So it was sad. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, I I don't like games that are empty, uh, that feel empty. Uh, that that was my biggest gripe with. Uh, have you ever played Watch Dogs? Mm-hmm. It's the fact yeah. that you're you're in an environment where you should feel entertained Mm -hmm. but and maybe that was the aesthetic that they were going for in the game but you just you felt like you were you felt this empty feeling inside i mean you just felt you didn't you didn't feel attached to the game at all yeah yeah. and emotionally and and it just felt empty yeah the world felt empty yeah uh everybody was kind of doing the same thing and that's what i feel like fallout 76 was going to be is just going around you know in this post-apocalyptic world or whatever yeah. that's like uh, fallout to be fair yeah <laughs> um but at least with fallout 4 you had interesting characters mm-hmm. you know you had an interesting storyline and even though i love watchdogs as a story immediately after the story ended i was like well what's the point of playing this game yeah and especially with games nowadays you have to you have to have some kind of replayability and, yeah, you know, you have to have some reason to keep playing it. Uh, I think that's the perk of like DLCs and things like that. Uh, it's just kind of pushing the the replayability. And I just I don't feel like no matter what Fallout seventy six is gonna do, uh, the updates that come with it, the DLC, I don't feel like it's ever going to be a game that I'll be interested in playing. 
And how about you? How do you feel? I can stay hopeful that it will turn into a game that I'm interested in playing. At the moment, it's exactly what you said. It's It leaves me feeling very bored and, I, I guess in the way you put it, empty. That there's there's almost no point to it. It it feels very much like you're accomplishing the same missions. It's a, hey, go here, do this mission, and then we'll give you a couple points, and you're welcome. It's there you don't get emotionally invested at all it feels very pen and paper here's the things you need to do and we'll let you know when you're done there's no you know in the other games it's very story driven it's there's a huge overarching you know here's the main characters here's the secondary characters here's the story here's why you're doing this if you want to you know save your family go do this if you want to not save your family you do this there's there's just a lot involved in this their games are so great and Fallout 76 was just, it was almost a, it almost felt like a add-on to Fallout 4. It was, it's, I, it's hard for me to justify it as its own game. And it was very disappointing to play it. It was, you know, you go into, it felt like the missions you'd be doing in a Fallout 4 game after you went through the story. It's like, yeah. hey, these, this is the reason you'd go do the story, or you, you'd do this mission, now go do it. And you skipped all that when you were in Fallout 76. It's like it's like filler episodes of like a really good TV show mm-hmm. where you're like, we don't really need this, but it's the entire game. Yeah, and that really takes you out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like especially for me, you know, being being an adult, having a life, having a job. You know, you want a video game that that you think about. You know, yeah. while you're at work, I can't wait to come home. You need a reason this. to play it. Yeah, and with games like that, it's like, I mean, do I want to play a game that feels like I'm constantly playing side missions? Yeah, and not even the good side missions. Yeah, agreed. Like the the freaking races, you know, at the yeah that, that you wait until the very end of the game to get 100 percent, you know, completion of, so mm-hmm. you can get the freaking badge. Yeah. And you're like, I really don't want to play this. <laughs> yeah. But I kind of have to. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's how it feels. Like, just from the things that I've watched, the reviews that I've seen, that's the kind of feel that I feel like Fallout 76 is giving off. Yeah. It's, uh, it's like, oh, hey, uh, you just talked to this computer, and it said you should go clear this place because there's a lot of animals there. And there was once a camp over in this area. You should go see if there's any supplies there. <laughs> and you go and you're like, oh, hey, there's a couple animals and a couple, like, scavengers there. And you get rid of them. And, oh, I found these supplies. Uh, please go let the computer know that you went there. And you go click, yes, I, you know, I went to this area. And that's it. There's, and it gives you points. It's not, there's really no incentive to play the game. You're never emotionally invested. That was my biggest gripe with the game. They're supposed to add the you know the uh npcs the the little more emotionally invested characters to kind of get you more involved but that was delayed until 2020 so we'll see what that adds if any quality as far as getting giving you an incentive to play uh it's yet to be seen i'm i'm hopeful it's again it's it's as bad as a fallout game can be because fallout is very fun it's it gives you a lot of reasons to play just by itself. So I can only fault a Fallout game as much as you can. It's it's devoid of story, but it, Fallout is very fun to play. So I did buy Fallout. I played it. Or Fallout 76, I played it. 
it's fun to play but it gets very boring because you have no reason to it's like yeah this mission was good but it's only as good as the mission i played 10 minutes ago yeah so if they can give me and the general player a little bit more reason and incentive to play i think that'll that'd be a huge step forward and in the especially in the longevity of this game into the next game you know if they're not going to put out a game for another two or three years then they have to give me some reason to play this game and other people some reason to play this game it has a lot of potential it just feels like they skipped a lot it's half a game it's the side missions without the main story is what it really is yeah again i i feel like a game like that has a lot of potential i just think that i don't know if it's because they rushed or what or they thought that their new uh the new way of playing the game because i think their main i think uh, the full online was yeah their selling point yeah they were like this is this is going to be great but i mean how often has that worked for anybody yeah you know i mean like that's like how uh how red dead redemption was with the online and the beta that they had for it like everyone was super excited for it and then you immediately cut it on and you're like oh this is this is terrible like why would anybody play this just for the fact that i don't want to play with hundreds of other people i want to have a good story and if i do play online i want to play with my friends yeah that's it and then maybe you know mess around with with other people that i don't know and mess with them but to have an entire game dedicated to just that and that being your only selling point like you it was a dumb idea for them not to have some kind of backup for it you know some 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 kind of other reason to to play the game uh so yeah i i really do hope that uh with the new update with the new content that they're that they're going to put out for it that it uh it does get better i'm i'm a huge fallout fan i really hope that things improve their stories are so great their missions are great their gameplay is great uh, i feel like they just missed the mark they misinterpreted what the community wanted um we do want a online game i'm d- not gonna de- debate that at all there's definitely a market for the online game but it's there's no reason for it if you're going to skip the rest of the game that you're there's you're skipping 75 percent of the reason that people want to play online yeah um you you know say even if they just went back to like fallout 4 and put online mode in it you're you're meeting 100 percent of the what people wanted so if you make a new game with you know you think about just games in general if you make a game with a great story but your multiplayer is awful nobody's gonna play the multiplayer they're just gonna play the story yeah and they skipped that and just made a multiplayer and we're like yeah we hope this great and the multiplayer was bad yeah it's i mean it's not awful it's okay it definitely has its bugs but it's just a void of quality and content um so hopefully that gets better yeah so kind of staying in the same area of video games what are your personal favorites recommendations what's your what are your go-to video games what's some of your favorite ones to play you know even if it's just genres what's what do you think of when you think of video games um well i think for personal favorites i'd have to say that uh and this is a very very unpopular opinion 
Pac-Man. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, all the Bombermen. Uh, Miss Pac-Man. <laughs> no, I, I I absolutely love the uh, the Batman Arkham series. Great games. Uh, I mean, I I absolutely love Arkham Origins. Uh, that's personally one of my favorite favorite games, just for the fact that we do get a really really well told origin story for that character in general. Uh, Batman Arkham Knight is, I mean, probably probably number one for me, just for the fact that they they completed the story, they told a story so well, especially introducing. Uh, red hood into it yeah. as this random character called the arkham knight yeah uh i just I, I love the game so much because it and this is literally what every reviewer of the game says but it legit makes you feel like you're you're batman and that's something that i've always wanted from a video game is to really uh throw you into a character that that you can relate to, that you actually feel excited to play as, and uh, yeah, that's that's probably one of some, one of my favorite series of, of any game. Uh, the new Spider-Man PS4 game, absolutely stunning in every possible way. Uh, the story was great. The uh, the graphics were great. Uh, the overall movement, gameplay, everything was great. Would 100% recommend that as if it needs any more recommendation. Uh, and then I, I, I'd i have to say the uh, the Assassin's Creed uh, series. Uh, Assassin's Creed 3 is probably my favorite game of, of all time. Just for the story, uh, the character development of Connor Kenway. Uh, and it was the first game that I played personally with my best friend where, you know, we were both into the same video game and it was like a story and we actually sat down and we played it together and we were both involved in the, the story, the character, everything. Uh, and then uh, other than that, uh, did you ever play Uncharted 3? I never played any of the Uncharted. The, the multiplayer mm -hmm. for that. That was like, so my my brother always had Call of Duty. Mm -hmm. He played, you know, Black Ops, Ghost, everything. My game was Uncharted Three multiplayer. Like that's literally what me and my friends played for probably two two three years, and it never got old. Like it was just such a fun game to play. And then later on, you know, playing the actual story, and then playing Uncharted Four. It was it was really a, a it's a great game. Uh, so those those are my recommendations. I haven't played the new Uncharted, uh, The Lost Legacy, I think. Have you played that? I... Okay, well, I'll, <laughs> I wasn't sure if you were talking about the, the storyline with Nathan Drake or... I haven't played any of okay. the Uncharted. I only recently got a PlayStation... I had a PlayStation 3 for a little bit. Um, I never really bought any of the Uncharted. Um, I recently got a PlayStation 4. And again, I haven't bought any of the Uncharted. I was mainly for uh, MLB The Show. <laughs> um, it's kind of my secondary console. I stick with Xbox for most of the time. Yeah. Um, but I Uncharted, I know, is 
ranked as a great game. Yeah. I have no doubt that if I played it, I would like it. Um, I just haven't sat down and played it. Yeah, I, I would definitely recommend uh, Uncharted The Collection and then playing Uncharted 4. Uh, again, it's just, it's a game. I mean, it's not it's not a super long game. Again, it's not a, a open world. So it is, you know, mission by mission. Yeah. Uh, so it does go by a lot quicker. You don't really have to invest as much time, but it, it is a very compelling story. So this kind of, because we, we talked about this a little bit earlier, uh, Halo. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's kind of like this it sounds like it's almost like the same exact deal well i think i think they were actually you know side by side that like halo was definitely first well yeah, yeah definitely but what playstation brought to the table was uncharted whereas yeah. xbox brought to the table yes uh halo yeah so they were always side by side halo was always first but personally for me i love the uncharted story mm-hmm. you know more than i did the the halo just because you know, it was uh, it was an adventure. You know, playing it. It's Whereas, a very different game. Yeah, I, again, just two two different ball games that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, both great, but very different. Like they they shouldn't have even you know competed with one another, just because Halo blew it out of the water. But you know, Uncharted was still a amazing game. Yeah, no, I agreed. I w- I would love to try it, and it's probably something I'll try at some point. Yeah. Um, is there any other games that you kind of have a recommendation for? Or are those um, really your mainstays? I mean, just just the entire uh, Assassin's Creed uh, series. I I think I played it. I don't think I've played the first one, mm. but I played from the second. So the uh, Assassin's Creed Two, Brotherhood, Revelations, and then the newer ones. I think are, are even before that. Uh, have you played the newer ones? Yeah. I don't like them as much as the uh, as the old ones, just because it's more of a, uh, I guess, RPG mm. format where it's you know you can actually see the damage that's being done. It's more of a you know you literally press R one for a light attack and you just flick that and you're you know. Whereas before it, there was a a little bit more uh, skill that went into yeah. the combat uh, and just the the gameplay in general. Uh, but they're still they're they're still good games. I play them because those two games. I think it's Origins and Odyssey. Yes. Uh, they are the very 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 beginning of the Brotherhood. Okay. And so they're very important to play before you even get to uh, Altair's storyline or Ezio's storyline or Edward Kenway's storyline. Uh very important to play because you begin to uh really understand the brotherhood and the the fight that they're you know against with the templars and things like that you really begin to you know really love the story and the characters and just the overall cause for for the assassins versus the templars things like that uh it's a really good game i i definitely recommend those but again Nothing that nobody's that nobody already knows. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are very popular games. Agreed. But yeah, I definitely, I definitely recommend those. Do you have any favorite old games, like nostalgic games? Uh, I remember the first Pac-Man game. Uh, I was right. For for <laughs> the GameCube. Yeah, Pac-Man World Two. Mm. 
We used to play that game all the time. What was your first console that you owned? I think it was the Nintendo 64, and then we played uh, we played Mario 64. Really? Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, the first game I remember ever playing is the uh, Star Wars uh, Speed Speedsters, I think. Okay. Uh, Galaga. Digger. You remember that mm-hmm. game? Dig Dug? Dig Dug, yeah. Yeah. So you like some of the classic arcade games. Yeah. Um, I remember playing them with my with my mom when I was when I was younger mm. in the living room. Uh, she was like obsessed with. Uh, I think it was like the bundle. It was like all the old arcade games. But yeah. It was in that one little cartridge. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, we used to play those and try to like set like the record and stuff. And mom was like obsessed with Pac Man and. Uh, is her name Miss Pac Man? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's, like, the first console I ever owned. And then it was the GameCube, the Wii, then PS, PS2, PS3, then PS4, and then down to down to now. Did you ever own a PS, PS1? No. Literally, literally for, for the most, for most of our life, it was just Nintendo. Uh, just because we weren't allowed to play, like, rated teen games. Yeah. You know, definitely not rated M games. Uh, so, like, that was kind of, like, everything that we were allowed to, to play, like, Lego Star Wars, Mm -hmm. like, was, like, the most aggressive we could get for the longest time. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we, we didn't really have, like, a PS1 or anything. I remember playing, uh, did you ever play the GoldenEye 007? Yeah, of course. Yeah. 64? Uh, I think it was, I think it was PS2. Yeah, GoldenEye for the PS for the PS2. I never played that one. GoldenEye Rogue Agent. Mm-mm. Uh, one of my friends that we used to play basketball with, uh, Kamari, got uh, got that game, but he didn't have the PS2 system. So he would always bring his game over to play at our house. So he bought the game without having the system? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, well, you know, he wasn't the smartest, so... Uh, <laughs> We're not friends anymore. Yeah, we're not uh, we're not affiliated with him anymore. <laughs> Interesting. How about you? Uh, what what games did you grow up playing with? Playing. Um, I mean, it was fairly similar. Sixty four was, I think, the first console I remember having. Uh, Mario sixty four, Mario Kart, uh, GoldenEye on the sixty four. General games, Donkey Kong on the sixty four. Um, they're all great games. We had a, we got a PlayStation later. Um, I remember playing uh, some of the racing games. I can't remember which ones. Um, I want to say like Forza on the on the PS One. Was that the PS Two? I don't know. Um, there's a lot of great games on all of them. Um, Tony Hawk, a great game. Oh yeah, Tony Hawk. Tony yeah. Hawk Pro Skater was such a great game. Uh, very influential. <laughs> Did you play uh, Marvel vs. Capcom? I never oh. played it. I I like I knew about it, but I never. It's a good game. I never played it. The only ones that were ever like. A, a, of note and like anybody I knew was Mortal Kombat and mm-hmm. a- outside of that nobody ever really played like fighter games yeah um it was that was really the only one that was popular among the people I knew um but they were all great games uh the NES I had and just great games all all great games uh Super or Super Nintendo uh Super Mario uh 1, 2, and 3 um uh, with uh, Tanuki Mario and all of them are great. Um, trying to think what other games on there. There was, we had the Dreamcast eventually, which was a great system. Oh yeah, one of the worst and one of the best because the controller was probably the weirdest thing. 
Which is funny because do you remember the controller for the 64? How oddly like laid out it is. Yeah. But then you look at the Dreamcast one, and it, I've that got that's got to compete for weirdest controller because of the giant almost screen size yeah. middle it had. <laughs> the Dreamcast had so many great games. Um, I remember playing. Uh, there's certain football games on it. Uh, Sonic. There's a Sonic game. I can't remember what it's called. There's a Sonic game on there that was great. Uh, so many good games on the Dreamcast. Uh, they kind of fell into the background super quick. Dreamcast was only popular for like six months. Yeah. And then it was like, what? why would you have a Dreamcast? And uh, I think we sold it. Um, and uh, th- then moved to like the PS2 and, you know, got NFL Street and uh, all these MLB games. Oh, the uh, Ken Griffey Jr. baseball on mm-hmm. 64 was a great game. Um, yeah, so many, so many really good games. Mario Kart was... I mean, on any system, Mario Kart is great. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, it's hard to pick one specifically. Um, but any Mario game, pretty much in general, is a great game. Um, any Mario Kart game, great game. I think, in general, one of my favorite games is probably Mass Effect. Have you played much of Mass Effect? No, I've not, I've not played any. They're, they're really good. I think my personal favorite is three out of all of them. They're all so good, so yeah. well built. I love story driven games, especially the ones where you can. It feels like your choices affect the story a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mass Effect is one of those games where your choices affect the ending. Um, yeah. So there's multiple endings and. Also, from day like, from day one, the Mass Effect game has had. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, Mass Effect has always been very user story driven. Um, you know, who are your allies, who are your enemies, who are you going to you know, fight with, who do you, you know, fight against. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, it's always been a great game. That was one of the first games I remember like, oh, I can have some control over this story. Um, great games. I'm still always going to be one of my favorites. Um, Mass Effect 4 was, or Mass Effect Andromeda, I guess, was uh, super disappointing. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it was a fun game. It just ended too early. There wasn't enough substance in it, I think. I, I still enjoyed it. I, maybe I was partial because I like Mass Effect. Um, but then they abandoned it rather quickly because of all the retaliation over there, how it ended. Um, they were like, hey, you know, all that stuff we promised for DLCs and all that, we're just going to abandon that because you guys don't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I, I have a love-hate relationship with Andromeda. Um, fun game. It probably could have been, you know, a lot better had they put in the time and effort. Then I don't know if they rushed it or just they just kind of lost their touch a little bit. Still, I still value it as a game. Um, it's not going to come anywhere close to the first three, but still a decent game. Um, yeah, that's definitely going to be one of my mainstays. Um, yeah, Fallout's all the Fallout's are great. Another one of those that you feel like you're emotionally involved in the stories. Um, Bioshocks are the are great games. I love a lot of story games. Um, yeah, and sports is always just gonna have a special place in my heart. They're, so they're different. For you, would you rather? Because for me personally, I'd rather have a really really good story game, single player story, play it by myself, than have a really really good multiplayer that I play with my friends. It depends on what you mean by multiplayer. So like, like say, so if you had a choice between a great 
story single player driven game and a multiplayer game like a GTA to play with your friends what would you rather do like your ideal day of gaming would it be single player or would it be multiplayer it's gonna be the multiplayer multiplayer at at least for me right now it's gonna be any game that I could play with friends it's it's gonna it's gonna get the majority of my time yeah um it's just more of a pull for me because I'm not, as you kind of said earlier, you know, you have to value your time a little bit more. My pull is going to be, if I'm going to play a video game, I'm going to need a little bit more reason. It's either got to be just a great story that I'm like, I like, I really want to play this game yeah. right now. Or it has to be, hey, I have friends on this game and we're going to have a lot of fun. It's going to be hilarious. Mm-hmm. Like the, So 90% of the time it's going to be, the multiplayer experience whether it's from just for the sheer uh, replayability or just uh the randomness or e- even if it's just co-op missions the anything any good function of multiplayer is is super important for me yeah um i respect that um i i do love single player as i mentioned but at the moment multiplayer is just based on time mm-hmm. if I have to choose it's you know either spend time with family or you know if there's a reason to go play games it's hard to pick a single player game over you know doing other things yeah um so there has to be kind of a reason to pull it um one of the like first uh single player games that I remember like the story pulled me in was Halo great story and that was one of the first ones yeah because it's so old that was one of the first ones that it's like, oh wow, that games can have like a significant impact on you, and these stories can be like movies. Like each game is a movie, and you get to take part in it. Yeah. Um. So that they make a big difference. So I guess you know we talked about a little bit what your favorite games are. I guess looking into the future, kind of a PS. You know, we heard a little bit about what the future of video games looks at looks like versus uh Xbox Scarlet versus PS Five. Um, kind of the video game streaming world with Stadia and you know what Microsoft is offering. Um, do you have any? Do you have any opinions on what the? Do, do you know much about what's going on with the Xbox? Not the Xbox with the video game streaming kind of situation and what the world looks like. So things are moving into where you don't own the game and you don't store it locally. You store it on the cloud. It's almost like yeah, yeah, yeah. it's almost like Netflix for video games it's like hey i want to watch i want to play that uh click that and the game just comes up um do you have an opinion on that or what it what it sounds like what the drawbacks are what what comes to mind when you think of something like that where you pull up an app and like hey i want to play you know some random some random game you know you pull up and you want to play uncharted i don't know i feel like i feel like that will I can't say that I hate the idea of it, but for me, nowadays, again, going back to the fact that, you know, life gets so busy that if I'm going to invest money into a game, that drives me to want to play the game. Yeah. You know, and not having, like, not committing to a game to me will only cause me to jump from game to game. I won't be fully invested into one game. Like before it was like, you know, I save up $60 and I go out and I buy, you know, the newest game. 
and that's the game I play for the next three months. You know, yeah. I feel like they're taking they're kind of taking that away by having by giving you the availability or the cloud to play whatever you want. Everything's at arm's length. That's a good thing, but also I can see how it would be a bad thing for the overall gaming experience. Yeah. Uh, but that's just personally how I feel. I again, I I've I've played uh like I I think think for PlayStation it's PS Now I think is that what it's called yeah and then for Xbox it's uh, Xbox Game Pass Game Pass I agree that it does kind of take a little bit almost a little bit of the value out of the game when it's part of a giant bundle yeah it's like, hey you can play any game you want then every game is at the same level almost in your head it's hard to value games too much when they're all you know part of one giant pass or something like that i agree um i mean even if a game's bad you drop 60 dollars on a game you're gonna see that game through yeah you're gonna see it through to the very end even though you're like oh this is terrible why am i playing this this is you know this is difficult you know the story is that good or bad though i mean for me it's good because what again all the whole purpose of purchasing an item is your goal is to make it worth the money that's spent. But what if it's not? Well, then you've you know you've shot yourself in the foot. Say you bought, like, I bought a terrible game, but at the same time <laughs> you're gonna keep playing it in hopes. Yeah, that it gets good. So there's pros and cons to that. Yeah, you spent sixty bucks and you're gonna see it through, but also you spent sixty bucks and you're forced to see it through. You when you're in part of a bundle, you can just be like, Hey, this game sucks. I'm moving on. Yeah, uh, again, it, it's one of those things where I don't know, I've never i I've not really dabbled in a lot of like the PS now or the uh Game Pass. I've done it with a little bit more of the, the Xbox side of it. Played a lot of games like older xbox games uh and that's been great but i i i won't really know how i feel about it until i'm actually in a situation where that's like exclusively like the options that you have yeah. where it's like okay well if you don't like this game you can jump to another game yeah because i've never had that before fair enough it does have its pros and cons and it's not for everybody um kind of on the along the same subject subject we have the next we have the next generation consoles coming out probably the end of next year ps5 versus the new xbox what's what's your initial thoughts you know you don't have to get into any kind of technical terms but what's your what's your thought do you are you leaning one way or the other or is there a reason for it what's your thoughts here um well i've always been a fan of playstation just for their uh playstation exclusives uh but like just uncharted like uncharted uh i believe Spider-Man was an uh, exclusive. It was. I believe The Last of Us is an exclusive. It is. Uh, let me see. There, there. Are, I think two other games that I, I can't think of right now Gear, that are PS not, exclusive. Not Gears of War. Um, God of War. God of War is an exclusive. I mean, one game of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, not. There's one more. I can't. I can't think of it. Um, but again, like just. Especially 2018, looking at, you know, the PlayStation exclusive versus the Xbox exclusives. Like, PlayStation has brought 
their very best to the table. Uh, but looking this year and the PS5 versus the uh, Xbox Scarlet, uh, I mean, really the driving force is that, that PS5 controller. You uh, have you if you heard anything about the controller? No. So apparently the uh, the controller, uh, so like the vibrations that that you get, like when uh, like say in GTA you you hit uh, a wall or something with your car, you know the vibration that yeah. you get. So the remote control will be able to gauge the intensity of what you're playing. And will gauge the vibration and the feeling of the controller based off of what's happening. So they kind of already advertised that with the old controllers. And it pans out a little bit. Like, you can tell, but not enough to make it a selling point. Like, well, it's it's, yeah. not, it's not, not only that, but the uh, the adaptive triggers that they have. Mm-hmm. Like the, uh, the L2, R2. And the fact that... So say, like, you're playing, you're playing a shooter... Based on the the weapon, you know what what kind of uh, mods you have on the weapon, it'll gauge the uh, I guess pushback or the the force that you need to put down on the the R two in order to to fire it. Just like an added way to really get you involved in the game. And just just for the fact that I, I prefer the PS5 or the PS4 controller over the the Xbox controller. Really? Yeah. I just I, I especially now playing with the Xbox a lot more. I just don't really like how bulky the Xbox controller is to the the very thin, sleek look of the the uh, PlayStation controller. Like it, it's just maybe it's because I've had more experience with the the PlayStation controller, but it just it feels a lot more comfortable in my hands. It's possible. Uh but yeah, I mean I, I'm really looking forward to, to both consoles. Uh but definitely the PS five for me stands out. Just uh I mean I think they're both eight K. Uh they're both gonna have yeah somewhat the same technical specs. Yeah, I think uh I think they both have uh the max frame rates I think 120 frames per second probably uh so they're they're both going to be very very close i think it'll just be about the little things that they add to uh the overall experience for for the player what's interesting is i think the separator there if there will have to be a separator is you think about ps2 versus ps or the ps2 versus the xbox 360 ps3 versus xbox one or no ps3 versus the ps3 versus the xbox 360 yes and then the ps4 versus the xbox one yeah their playstation has always been focused on hardware Mm -hmm. um bringing the best technical specs and trying to translate into video game experience xbox has always been focused on software and working you know they not that they're bringing bad hardware but they're focusing more on software to bring a better user experience, not just video game experience. So yeah. bringing better all around, uh, you know, multimedia, multimedia experience, better, you know, party chats, um, 
trying to you know play music in the back like there's there's little things that they try and bring to the overall user experience to the console not just to the game that playstation is trying to focus on they're always trying to bring the best technical specs so video games look the best and feel the best during the game what's interesting about the next generation of consoles is i think they're going to be pretty close in technical specs so i my personal opinion is if playstation doesn't have some kind of game changer or differentiating factor xbox might be able to run away with it a little bit Mm. because you think about like ps4 versus xbox one what was the big differentiator was the playstation 4 had more power people are like oh hey you know you pay the same price you get a much more powerful console this one is focused for gamers this one has you know this much ram this much cpu all these little things as far as hardware xbox one was always focused on multimedia hey you get you know you know voice control with the x with the uh connect you get uh you know netflix hulu it's all built around being your hub for your living room this is all built very much around software if you come into that argument with the same hardware it's very much it's much more difficult to separate the two and to give you really any incentive to choose the playstation four or five whatever you're talking about so it's going to be interesting to see if they are the same technical specs. I, my opinion is PlayStation's going to really have to step up what they bring to the table as far as software. Because they're, in my opinion, they're very far behind in terms of what they bring to the table as far as user experience. It, if you're playing video games and you're not just a hardcore gamer who's playing single-player games or just single-player shooters, these kinds of things, if you're not a hardcore gamer it's going to be hard to choose the PlayStation without any reason. And they're already starting behind the game in terms of other categories. They're going to be behind in multimedia. They're going to be behind in user experience. They're going to be behind in party chat. All these little things that I think Xbox already has the advantage. So if they can just, if Xbox is stepping up their hardware and keeping up in terms of that with PlayStation, I think that gives them a leg up and that was my differentiator with going with xbox one rather than playstation 4 mm. was i wanted that hub experience i have other needs i'm not a hard i'm a gamer i'm not a hardcore gamer yeah around gaming 30 hours of a 40 hour week i'm watching netflix watching hulu watching amazon watching youtube using it for you know voice control there's, there's all these other little things using it with my phone. There's other little things that were also important rather than just gaming exclusively that Xbox brought to the table. And that was really the st- selling point for me, or at least the incentive for going with that over the PlayStation. You sure the PlayStation, was, PlayStation 4 was more powerful technically, but you know how much does that really translate into the game and you know change your everyday gaming capabilities? Yeah. It it's it was it was negligible the difference. Um, so I'm curious what this next generation is going to bring. Whether it's more cloud based gaming, um, like we talked about, whether it's going to be more hardware focused. If PlayStation, what PlayStation is going to bring to the table as far as software, it's going to be a very interesting turn of uh, not the century, but just a, just a different generation of consoles. Mm-hmm. It, and the consoles always last, you know, like five years or so. Yeah. Three, four, five years. Um, generally like five. Um, it's going to be pretty interesting. And we won't, likely won't know for the next 
probably eight to 12 months <laughs> what we're actually dealing with here. Yeah. But it's going to be fun. And I'm looking forward to it. Even Google's kind of joined the game just slightly with their, they've mixed up things the same way kind of Nintendo did with the Nintendo Wii. Mm-hmm. Um, they're mixing the game up slightly with Stadia. Yeah. Um, Nintendo's mixed it up a little bit with their, uh, with their, with the Switch. Not enough. It's kind of a third party. It's not enough to mess with the hardcore gamers. Um, but any new competitors in the, in the, in the game can really shake things up sometimes. Yeah. Um, so I've, I've enjoyed watching the whole situation. My gut tells me I'll probably end up with the Xbox just based on previous experience, but I'm never going to rule out that I'll go with the PlayStation. I do enjoy the PlayStation. I definitely love the controller on the Xbox more. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a general consensus is the Xbox controller is more comfortable to use because it fits better in your hand and the the uh, uh, the button, the trigger buttons on the back are a little bit more intuitive to use yeah it it depends on the person but i think the general consensus is people like the, the xbox controller more yeah they do which is such a little thing but it really does matter yeah in, in the end when you're choosing your console um it's i don't know i'm i'm excited um not to sound too nervous but i am excited to watch and see how things go i'm not gonna buy it immediately and i'm not gonna buy either one immediately oh, because yeah. they're gonna be you know five six hundred dollars to start with as they always are and you know, I mean, with the Xbox One started at four ninety nine, which I bought it for, which is frustrating, because <laughs> then I bought the uh, Xbox One X for what, like two thirty? Yeah. <laughs> so I bought the most powerful version of the Xbox for less than half the price. Um, you can buy an Xbox One for one hundred ninety nine dollars right now. So it's, I'm definitely not going to buy it out the gate. I'm going to wait until it drops down in price. Yeah, the PlayStation always will also drop down in price, um, so I'm gonna wait it out, see how things go. There's always a slim version. There's always more advanced versions that they release a year or two after yeah. the initial one comes out. And then once that comes out, yeah, it'll drop a drop in price. Yeah, for it's, the time being, I'm happy with my PS4, Xbox One. <laughs> it's it's gonna be interesting. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's always an interesting market to keep an eye on. Mm-hmm. Exclusive games is always fun to see who's pulled what. Yeah. Um, you know, like, PlayStation was super disappointed to see them pull Play or pull PlayStation, to pull Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I played it. I bought a PlayStation almost exclusively for that. Yeah. It was a great game. I love it. Yeah. Of course, I wish, if it was on the Xbox, I probably wouldn't have bought a, bought a PlayStation. Yeah. Uh, the exclusives are always fun to see what, who got what. Yeah. Especially since, as, as of the past couple of years xbox has really trembled in the in the wake of uh playstation in a lot of ways with their with their exclusives i mean they're different categories i know but i mean even with their with their halo games you know the their saving grace for the longest time even them it's not really anymore yeah they've been a, a massive disappointment to people uh Maybe for for diehard Halo fans, maybe they're they're good. Disappointment's but... a hard word. It's there. It's just not their top priority anymore. Yeah. Gears of War has been more important. Fours has been more important. There's mm-hmm. things that have kind of taken the top priority. Yeah. But who knows? Yeah, like you said, I, I'm I'm very excited as well to see uh, see what happens. Mm-hmm. 
it's always uh, it's always interesting, especially because they both set the same deadline for themselves too, as the release date being the holla holiday of twenty twenty. Yeah, you know, seeing you know the 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 teases, the the gameplay, the the release, you know what what they release, when they release, what they leak, everything. Uh, you know, it's a very fun time uh, to sit back and kind of watch it uh, unfold. Yeah. Watch people trample over each other on Black Friday trying to get to the consoles. Yeah, man. <laughs> Heck yeah. So moving on to a little bit less fun territory, question mark. Um, I'm saying we've talked about a lot of stuff here. Uh, sports and video games and phones and all general technology. Um, even music. Uh, kind of going into more personal, I guess. Not personal technically. Yeah. But so... You know, we, we, I know you do a little bit, a little bit of customer service, kind of, um, you don't have the, we, everybody has a stressful job in its own right. Yeah. Um, do you, you, do you deal with customers a little bit at your job or is that more your boss's job or? Um, I mean, we get a lot of feedback from doctors. Uh, so I, I am a dental technician, so we get a lot of feedback positive and negative mostly negative uh <laughs> from from doctors it's it's kind of one of those jobs where if you don't hear anything if you don't get anything sent yeah. back that's a good sign uh but you never you never want to pick up your phone and see that you know a doctor's calling you agreed uh but yeah we, we mainly only have you know one or two people that actually take care of the the customer side of things uh just because I think doctors try to trap you in a lot of ways. Uh, maybe it's a, it's an ego thing or they're just upset. I don't know what it is, but a lot of times they try to use their logic against yours when it comes to decision making, when it comes to uh, like the fit of a denture or the fit of an orthodontic appliance. They try to like, well, my way is better. Do it my way. And yes, we end up doing it your way. But trying to explain to them our process, our thought process as to why we sent them this product that fits this way or that looks this way. Uh, it takes a very skilled person, mm-hmm. a person who understands the field a lot better than you know a regular dental technician. So we do have one or two people that kind of handle the, the negative yeah. uh, you know, or, or the questions that, that doctors may have. So we don't really have a lot of contact with uh, the doctors or customers, things yeah. like that. You have people who are more readily equipped to handle yeah. these kinds of situations. Okay. I know I I couldn't. I mean, I, I worked at I worked at Chick Fil A, and I was a manager there for like probably six months, and handling angry moms calling about their food being cold was really stressful for me, and I barely was able to get out of those conversations, much less. You know, a doctor calling you about a denture that doesn't fit or something that's that, that's actually affecting somebody's life in a negative way. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just, I personally couldn't deal with that. Yeah. So. Fair enough. Do you enjoy what you do? Yeah. Um, I like, I like being proud of what I put out. I don't know, being, being in an environment, especially a big, a big company like I work at, which it's not big, big. But it's it's it covers a lot of North Carolina, 
Uh, we have a lot of business all around. Uh, you don't really have time to uh, fine-tune what you do. Kind of like, you know, take your time on a product. So you kind of have to like, it becomes about numbers at the end of the mm-hmm. day. So you kind of lose your, your zeal for putting out a good product. And I never want to feel that way. I never want to pump out a product that I'm not proud of. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it has its good days and its bad days. When it's, a, when it's a, slow, a slow day, not a lot of work, where I can actually you know, take some time and actually you know, put out a product that I'm proud of, it's great. But when you have a mass of uh, you know, cases that come in, you don't really have time to, to think. You just do. Uh, so it has its up and downs. What would be something that you change on a day to day basis? Um, I mean every every Is it like the amount of people or the amount of work or the management. What's what's something you'd personally change? I think everything that we have now in place is out of necessity. So everything that we have, management, uh, the our caseload. It's not really a matter of what would I change because it becomes this big wave of uh, or like a butterfly effect. Like you change one thing and everything changes. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I can't really say that I I would want to change anything just because I know everything's in place for a reason. Do you wish you had more support? Um, So say there was another one of you. I mean, that, that would be great. Um, so the job that I have now was originally done by two people. Mm-hmm. And right now I'm doing the work of two people. Technically, those two people that were there before were just really slow. Mm-hmm. It technically should be done by one person. But especially because I've been doing it for, you know, so I've, I've been working in general in this lab for going on two years. But I've been doing this this department finishing dentures for only uh, maybe three weeks at the most. It's very it's very difficult because you don't really know what you're doing, and I'm also the the kind of employee where you know a lot of pressure was put on me to you know deliver. Yeah. Uh, and it's like you know, it was kind of like you know, oh, you're gonna be the saving grace of of this department. Like once once we get you over here, everything will be good. You'll get it down. You'll pump out work. It's no problem. So it's just the pressure. Uh, I personally think that having two people on there, at least one person for half a day, would be perfect, mm-hmm. just to kind of take the workload off. That way we can pump out better products. Like, I can get all the work out by 4 o'clock, but a lot of it's sent back because I'm having to rush through certain things. Yeah, but it's going through quality yeah. control, right? Yeah, so it everything goes through quality control. And so you're obviously, if you have, you know, the average cases that, that you need to do is 32. If I have 36 cases... But they want, you know, if it's 32 in an eight-hour period, they want 36 in six hours. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, well, that's not that, that's not really possible unless I start, you know, cutting corners. Yeah. And, you know, sacrificing the quality over the, the mm-hmm. sheer amount of quantity that I have. Yeah. You know, 
uh, currently. So it, it would be great if I if I had some support, but you know, it is one of those things where you can't really say that because they're like, well, technically you should be doing this on your own. You know? Yeah, those are always hard arguments to fight because from a numbers point, they always have their standards, but it's hard to argue with results. Yeah. Of hey. I'm putting out this much in this amount of time. It's a good product. I can't do any better unless you want me to start like cutting corners. Yeah. Because it's hard to argue with those kinds of things if they want to keep the same amount of quality. I'm not on board with per- perfection fast. As If it's not slow, then it's... Yeah. That's the, Those things don't go together. Like you said, perfection fast is good enough fast those those are very different things if it's perfection it's going to take as long as it takes yeah if it's you know if it takes a half hour to do something well it takes an hour to do something great it takes an hour and a half to do it perfect you can't make it perfect in 45 minutes that's just it's just not possible yeah you're sacrificing something if you're taking two and a half hours to do something perfect, then, yeah. then you're getting into, well, you're, why are you taking so long? There's there's differences. If you're doing it in a reasonable amount of time, I don't see any reason that there should be a any kind of expectation. Well, that's why, you know, that's why there's a difference between fast food and going to a nice restaurant. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, you, can, you can't go to a fast food restaurant and be like, you know, where's my food? I need my food quickly. And then open up your box and your food's flung all over the place and it's like well what the heck why why isn't you know why doesn't this burger look like what's on the menu and it's like well because it was made in a minute and a half yeah (laughs) it's like you wanted your food quickly Mm -hmm. and we're going to give you your food quickly but it's not going to be perfect yeah so yeah that's all there you go it's wise words from jacob i want to die (laughs) (laughs) well i still appreciate you being on here and talking about the the not so fun things uh, mildly frustrating that podcast <laughs> probably made no sense that entire conversation probably made no sense okay well i appreciate you joining me and uh, thank you everybody for listening to episode two a lot of content in these past two episodes um hopefully alan will get back with us soon but uh, all right i'm sure uh jake will be back with us as well at some point here shortly um but it's a uh, it's nice to get to spread the wealth a little bit so to speak Uh, But until next time, I appreciate you guys joining us. Uh, I'm Dylan. And I'm Jacob. Bye, everybody. Bye.